Listen, y'all, I know the fantasy season has come to an end, but this is the perfect time to take your sports viewing experience to the next level. Epson just hooked your boy up with the new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 laser projector, including their optional 120-inch silver flex screen. And I'm telling you, it's an absolute game changer. With an Epic 120-inch picture, it's twice the size of an 85-inch TV. I would know I had one of those in my old setup and you know I love scouting prospects for the NFL draft so with this new 4k pro UHD picture this big it can elevate the way that I evaluate prospect game film like never before to learn more visit epson.com forward slash wake up again that's epson.com forward slash wake up and like epson says bring the sportsbook experience home Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, number 63. We appreciate y'all for tapping in with us for another episode. Of course, it's your boy, Eugene. I got Ike with me. No, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's not waste more time. Ike, how you feeling today, man? Hey, um, you know what? Let's just let's just go ahead and get it. Let's just get this out the way. Elijah Moore <laughs> has been freed. Elijah Moore has been freed. <laughs> this this was a great day. I don't care as long as he was out of the Jets organization. That is that is fine by me. Quarterback upgrade going from Zach Wilson and all those you know wasteland of quarterbacks. Now I know Aaron Rodgers is about is about to come. It's only a matter of time. They're you know they're they're holding off you know whatever they're doing with the compensation. I don't really give a damn at this point. Elijah Moore is out of that situation and he's upgrading a quarterback. He goes from Zach Wilson to Deshaun Watson, and this is a signal that the Cleveland Browns want to pass the ball a lot more this season. They paid Deshaun Watson two hundred and thirty million dollars, fully guaranteed. And they're going to get every single penny out of that man this season. He's got uh, he's got a full off season to you know to to get acclimated, to get ready, get get all the chemistry with his wide receivers. Uh, I love this move. I, lo- I absolutely love this move. I think he's he's going to add another element, another dynamic element to that offense in Cleveland. Um, anybody who has Nick Chubb in, in Dynasty, and you, you might want to look to. To you know, to, to kind of to look to sell them, you might have to look to sell them because this is this is a signal in the wrong direction for those guys who who are holding on to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is a phenomenal back, but they're going to run less and pass more. So, uh, yeah, this is a signal. But I love it. Elijah Moore has been freed. Let's just go ahead and get that out the way. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, he did get freed. This is definitely a signal that Cleveland wants to throw a ball a little bit more. Uh, I'm not sure how much more, but it, if we, I mean, there's a lot of expectation. Allowed, you know, Elijah Moore is supposed to be really good. You know, he had the hype when he first came in from. Hey, we know he's AJ good. Br- we know he's really good. We saw him produce with four different hey, quarterbacks in 2021. And that's where we're going to we, we, we to point to that every single time. Sorry, but I had to get I had to get that off my chest. We know that we know okay, the dude okay. is good. We know he's good. Okay, so we know he he's decent. We know we know he's a capable wide receiver in this league. 
and he's probably going to be playing slot where is where we think he'll thrive the most at, at him at his stature or whatnot. It should lighten the load a little bit for Chubb so he can be a little more efficient in terms of the runs that he uh, that they give him to him. You know, they don't really have anybody behind him except for what Dearness Johnson, who they just resigned back. So, uh, you know, Chubb should be able to handle all the carries. I'm not sure about the third down work. You know, they still got uh, Ford there and was it uh, Felton that they dropped a few years back. But overall, this is should be an upgrade for the offense as a whole because you got another year with Watson. Get acclimated everybody. So I mean, I like the move. You you get a a, a designated slot receiver that that can that knows how to get open, man. So hey hey, get cracking on those Cleveland Brown stacks on Underdog Fantasy. You know Deshaun Watson stacking <laughs> him with Amari Cooper, stacking him with Elijah Moore now. Uh, and Elijah Moore is maybe Njoku. And Njoku, like uh, Elijah Moore, is very very cheap right now. Yep. Uh, I know the news just dropped maybe a couple of hours ago. Uh, start get cracking. Because I'm about to after after we after we get done recording, you know I'm about to dive into that app uh, and and start getting some draft, get my draft on, and I'm gonna be <laughs> targeting Deshaun Watson and, and and Brown stacks if I can. Okay, okay. Um, you know we we passed through the we've gone through a, a full week of, of free agency signings, and you know some of the the signings that we've seen since the last episode, we've seen you know people like Gardner Minshew get get a deal with the Colts. Uh, you know, Deontay Foreman with the Bears, one I really like. Damian Harris to the Bills, another one I kind of I, I like. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, Alexander Madison, that gets signed with the Vikings, a, a two-year deal. I mean, there's a little, you know, people are trying to predict what's going to happen there because it's somebody that we've been coveting for a little while. And, you know, Dalvin Cook with the possibility of him getting traded. It just, you know, it, 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 leaves, it leaves a lot to, to desire with him re-signing back knowing that you know Cook is still there. So we'll see about that. You got Chase Edmonds going to the Bucks, one year deal. We we assume that he's gonna be the third down back. Um, you know, James Robinson to New York uh to New England. Meh. Um yeah. but outside of that, in terms of you know that one quarterback and some of these running backs that that finally got signed, what are you thinking about some of these moves? Uh to your point you made about Damian Harris to the Bills, that's like probably the one that I like the most clear a clear upgrade over Devin Singletary, um, and you know he's you know running between the tackles. He's gonna have he's gonna have a lot of opportunities in that Bills offense. Don't know what this means for for James Cook. I don't know if they're gonna lean on him a little bit more, but this we know Damian Damian Harris is basically a zero in the passing game for the most part, and this is gonna free up James Cook to basically be in on third downs you know for a lot more than he was last year so uh this is this is i i guess in i guess now that i'm talking through it i guess it's 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 a good thing for 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 james cook because it clearly kind of clearly defines his role and he still ha- he'll still have value in ppr leagues uh but you know, between tackles grinder like damian harris i mean that's kind of what we we kind of anticipated this backfield turning into you know we'll have a the, between tackles grinder and then we'll have a you know a pass catching back and I think that's kind of the, you know they they kind of work off of each other perfectly. So yeah, this is a good move for the Bills. And then you know uh, the Alexander Madison move, I guess he's a uh, kind of a wait and see. I don't I don't know if they end up moving Dalvin Cook. I know there was a lot of speculation, and I know there was some teams that already had some I guess compensation on the table ready to pull the trigger. Uh, I don't know what's I don't know what to make of that, but 
you know, we'll we'll hold out hope that maybe Dalvin Cook gets traded, and then those of you that have Alexander Madison shares in Dynasty, congratulations. <laughs> Uh, you get you get you get a bell basically a bell cow back bell cow back for at least two years, and because we know when Alexander Madison starts, he gets the rock a lot, <laughs> so uh, he's in every down back once if he's if he's a starter uh, for for an extended period of time. Nothing on uh, Chase Edmonds, somebody that I know you liked last year, and then he got you know moved around like a like a two dollar. Uh, basketball <laughs> yeah i'm glad you said basketball because <laughs> uh yeah but no uh no not really i mean it doesn't really move the needle for me I, I, we because we know yeah. rashad white's more is more than capable on third downs so bringing chase edmonds in doesn't really make any sense to me um and you know we've seen chase edmonds fl- flame out in spectacular fashion in miami and in denver so uh you know despite you know I don't. I don't know if he really should have left Arizona, but Arizona didn't really see see him as you know didn't really see a future in him because they had a, a decision yeah. to make between him and James Conner a couple of years ago, and they chose James Conner. And so, uh, but yeah, Chase Evans, you know, he had he had some juice at one point in time, but now he's just trying to you know trying to latch on to whatever career he has left, which is which is unfortunate because he was a pretty talented yeah. player, still relatively young. I think he's what twenty seven, twenty eight. It's not that old. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't really see this as a needle mover for, for the for the uh, for the Bucks at all. Yeah. Like life moves swiftly, man. Yeah. Wide receivers and tight ends. Um, we saw our Dallas Cowboys make a trade. They went and go get Brandon Cooks. I'm Love sure they that. saw the, the they saw the free agent market. I mean, we all saw it. There ain't nothing out there for anybody. I mean, you saw you saw what some of these people that were free agents got. Mm-mm, I'm good on that. Yeah. So they made a smart move. Paris Campbell goes to the Giants. You know, they got they got a stable of five, ten, and under wide receivers over there. And he just added to the mix. Adam Thielen to the Panthers on a three year deal. He's got a chance for you know if, if you know assuming it's C.J. Stroud and, and that they're going to take. Adam Thielen's probably going to walk into at least 120 plus targets, if they, especially if they don't yeah. add anybody else um, at wide receiver. And you know, I, I know a lot of people are expecting Ter- Terrace Marshall to take a, a step, step forward, but you know, a quarter a, a young quarterback is going to be looking for a veteran, you know, wide receiver, a safety blanket. And Adam Thielen can run routes, can still get open, um, and he's going to command a lot of targets because he'll probably yep. be be moved around, probably be playing from the slot. Uh, so he'll, he, he, he's going to, his target floor is probably like 115, 120, I think if, especially if they don't add anybody uh, else, you know, maybe in the draft or cause, cause you know, they have, they have their, their first round pick and I don't know if they pick again until like round three or fr- round four, something like they that. Give a, they give up a lot to get that number one pick. So, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's, if it's CJ Stroud, he's going to have Adam Thielen to throw to and. You know he's a he's a good safety blanket. Our, you know Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys. I mean this was just, this is where Brandon Cooks always wanted to go. He wanted to go uh, to the, to the Cowboys during the season in twenty in, during the during the twenty twenty two season. But you know, we the the Texans didn't they weren't trying to pay any kind of the salary any any part of the salary, and they were asking for a second round pick. But now the Cowboys got him for a fifth rounder, and <laughs> they're paying six million of his salary. And then the Cowboys actually restructured 
Brandon Cooks' contract and got an additional cap savings this year. So they might not be done making moves, which is very unorthodox of this front office. I'm very surprised. Very, very surprised to see them making all these moves. But, hey, I like it. Uh, It's a step in the right direction. So and we'll see how it all unfolds. But I, I like this for the for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, we it'll, it'll give us a, a nice trio. Assuming Michael, you know, the the, the 2019 2020 version of Michael Gallup shows up. You know, it gives CD Lamb, who's the you know the basically the, the do it all wide receiver, and then you have Michael Gallup, who's you know the kind of fifty fifty boundary guy, and then you got Brandon Cooks, who can also play the slot, but he's the field stretcher. And that's exactly what the Cowboys have needed for for a while. They needed a consistent field stretcher, and they got it with Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks, he's had four. He, he's he's gone over a thousand yards for four different teams, and then him and Brandon Marshall are, are the only wide receivers to do that in NFL history. So if Brandon Cooks goes over a thousand this year, they have the NFL record to himself, which is crazy. Everywhere he goes, he produces. That's what that means. That's what that tells you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. We also got Trent Sherfield to the Bills. Who cares? Exactly. Matt Collins to Atlanta. He's a good blocker. That's about it. Elijah Moore, we already talked about him. You like that? <laughs> oh, I like that. We saw, we saw our boy Dalton Schultz flame out. Oh, Schultz. To the Texans. Oh, Schultz. Mm. And then we saw Mike Gusecki also get a one-year deal with the Pats. Dalton Schultz, um, mm, he played himself, man. You know, he thought he was worth worth a lot more than what the market told him. I think there was a report where he he was offered a three year for thirty six million, turned it down. I don't know who. I don't know if that was from us or not. They haven't really said. I don't think it was from us. I know it wasn't from us. Um, and he you no, know, he saw the days count by, and he wasn't getting nothing. So. He had to settle for one for what nine, and he got paid what three, two or three more, more million more than that with the with the franchise side the last year. You hate to see it, man. So, but he, he, uh, he provides positively hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, but he provides the Texans offense with a reliable target, you know, to help whoever is going to be quarterback there. Let it be Davis Mills for a few games, but ultimately the rookie quarterback that they end up drafting that we. Assume that they're gonna draft it at number two. So good safety blanket. And then and then Mike Gasecki real quick. I mean, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, you had somebody athletic last year, the last two years I was there, John Smith. He didn't do nothing for you. I know he was hurt a lot. Mike Gasecki, I mean, he's a pretty good pass catcher. I don't know. It'd be interesting how they use him. I know Bill o, Bill O'Brien, you know how his offense works, you know how he, he likes utilizing tight ends. So it should be interesting how they end up utilizing him. Um, in their offense, but what was your thoughts on, you know, the rest of those bang of wide receivers and these two tight ends? Yeah, I don't really give a damn about Trent Sherfield or Matt Collins, but um, but <laughs> but Dalton Schultz, yeah, he he definitely played himself. He was he he just over, I don't know, I guess he overestimated what he was worth in the in the open market, and then when he kept seeing these tight ends sign for you know peanuts, you know, three million here, four and a half million here. He had to just suck it up, and I think his contract is – I think it's – I don't know if it's one year, and I, and he said it's up to nine and a half yeah. million. Up to. Yeah. So he's not even going to be guaranteed that. So he's going to probably have to, you know, have play it, play, uh, play a one-year – play on a one-year prove-it deal when, you know, he played pretty well last year, played pretty well the year before, but he's 
a, a replacement level tight end at best. He was just in a really high high scoring offense. The Cowboys they've been a top five offense over the last two years or last two seasons, and so he was just uh, you know a beneficiary of you know all the pass volume that that, that was going around. And so I yep. we'll see what happens when he's in Houston. Like you said, you know young quarter young quarterbacks like to lean on lean on veteran players, safe players, safety blankets. So he should walk into a lot of targets as well. Mike Gesicki to the Patriots is, is an interesting one because he's got a, a crazy athletic profile. We talked about this, you know, before. Doesn't look, doesn't always show it on the field. For some for some weird reason, he just looks like he's kind of running in quicksand a lot. But um, you know, maybe this offense is will 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 utilize him a lot more than he was utilized in, in Miami. And I'm sure there's going to be that revenge game narrative where he's going to be looking forward to playing against the Dolphins twice a year <laughs> and, show, and, and, and showing them, hey, you should have let me go. You should have resigned me. You should have took care of me. And so we'll see what happens with Gesicki. I, I, I think he's a, a, one of those sleeper slash late round tight ends that, you know, always pop up uh, every single year. I think he's being drafted in the tight end I don't know, 20 range currently. Probably something something ridiculously late like that. But um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you know, there could be there could be some some sleeper potential for Mike Gasicki. Yeah, you're right. On underdog right now, he's going wide tight end 20. So Oh, right on the button. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Pretty late. So if you're dabbling in in, in underdog and you're taking the approach of you no know, draft tight ends late he could be one of the platoon of tight ends that you could just hope that he but he you know has a great week like four or five times a year and then you're golden so yeah dark um, bros and also we got a few you know notable free agents that still haven't been signed we got obj that's still looking for whatever he's looking for in the free market he's overplaying yeah, the market he's, himself yeah definitely overplaying the market DJ Chark, who's also available, somebody that could be very, you know, useful at least to stretch the field. Still, I'm actually surprised that he hasn't been signed yet. Yeah, I thought he would be one of the first receivers um, to be signed, but that's that's kind of strange. That's kind of strange. I don't know what's going on. I guess he's look. I guess maybe he's overplaying the market himself. Maybe. And then also, we still got D Hop that hasn't been traded yet. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I know you saw some of them tweets about, uh, you know, Diggs. Sending him some messages on Twitter about you know come, come holler at us or come to the Cowboys. I mean, do they have enough now? They have do they have more money to uh, allocate to Hopkins' contract. I don't. I think I think they only got like sixteen, seventeen million left, uh, and that's not going to be smart to do that. So I'm not sure. I, I doubt that happens at this point. Yeah, I mean this. This uh, I mean they traded for Brandon Cooks. That should put them out. That should take them out of the running for any kind of other wide receiver trades like that. So I don't think that yeah. would make any sense. Yeah. But now, oh, did you did you also see the report about uh, the asking price has gone down? They no longer want that. For, they no longer want the second rounder and a player anymore for D Hop. Yeah, they said. Yeah, they, there was yeah. a report that came out that the asking price went down. I think this this came this report came down like right after Elijah Moore got traded because Elijah Moore got traded for a second rounder because like the yeah. Jets gave Elijah Moore and a third to get Cleveland second. So after yeah. they saw that, they you know they 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 were like, yeah, well maybe we can come down on our price a little bit. 
And they said, yeah, I mean, that was a little high price for more, though. That was kind of high. Well, well, more is a second round pick. More is a second round pick. Yeah, but and he didn't do jack squat last year. So, yeah, but they they needed to 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 find a way to recoup something. And then plus they gave yeah. away they gave their third rounder away too. So it's yeah. not like they they didn't get they didn't. I mean, yeah. So like they gave away more and um <laughs> uh, got a third <laughs> or got a second. Um, but Jerry Judy's also on the on the block. I don't know what they're. I don't know what's going on with they're that. Not go, they're not going. Any, they're not going anywhere. Nobody's giving them a first for for either one. So yeah, that they, 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 they I mean they need to come down on their price too. Basically, after this Elijah Moore trade, uh, these these people they need to be rethinking. Okay, well maybe we yeah. can get a third. Maybe we can get a fourth. Third, you know they need to start because if NFL, I mean NFL teams are willing to trade, but they're just not going to come up off those first and second round picks for these guys. Because you're gonna probably have to you're gonna have to probably pay Jerry Judy next year or, or within 18 months, and nobody's you gonna are pay a going first to round have pick. and nobody's gonna come off a first round pick uh, for that. So um, they're trying to get him for the cheap. But the one, but just kind of circling back to Elijah Moore, the one thing that actually facilitated that trade was then was the Jets signing McCall Hardman. I did see that. I didn't want to mention yeah. that because he's a nobody. He's been a nobody, but yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine a world where McCall Hardman gets Elijah Moore traded. Uh, I know, man. But this also this also means that potentially Corey Davis gets included in any Aaron Rodgers trade too. Um and then the Jets will probably save around eleven million dollars by moving off of him. So yeah. we're looking at a Jets a Jets receiving core after Aaron Rodgers gets there of Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, McCall Hardman. I don't know if they want to keep Denzel Mims, but Denzel Mims is still there. Aaron Rodgers will probably hate him because he's a young guy and he probably was going to run the wrong route. The first time he runs the wrong route in like mini camp, training camp, he's like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with this guy. Get him off my field. <laughs> yeah, get somebody else in here, man. Where's 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 get Barry else at? Bring it. him back. <laughs> get somebody else to do it. <laughs> Uh, All right. Uh, just to circle back real quick about the tight ends, real quick. I I want to say I, I want to also think about looking at the 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 NFL draft that's about to happen. You saw all these tight ends that tested like out the waters. I'm pretty sure that factored in with some of these tight ends like not finding a job or not really getting the money they want because they see this new crop of tight ends are going to be coming in and they can do everything that they can do much faster and you know cheaper, obviously because they're rookies. So. That's just something to also keep in mind. Something I want to actively keep in mind as I get ready for these these rookie drafts in my dynasty leagues, and you know anybody else that's listening, and maybe even when you start dabbling in some of these underdog leagues after the draft, you I'm sure people are going to be going crazy in, in terms of trying to draft some of these these rookie tight ends. So just want to keep that in mind. Yep, take advantage now. Get get it get in while the going's good now, because when those once those landing spots are established. Man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be Hunger Games, <laughs> for lack of a better term. It is, term. but it, but it could work out in your favor. People could be you know overvaluing some of these tight ends because generally tight ends their first year they don't come in here and do anything. They don't do unless anything it's like a at all. Case. Yeah, these first yeah, rounds, unless yeah, it's a special rounders, case. Yeah, can you? I mean, can, do we remember any like first round tight end that's that that's made an impact like right out the block, like just recent memory, just off the top of your head? Man, I can't. Maybe think, I can't think of one. I mean, did did TJ Hawkinson do well? Did I mean the first, like not even just the first round, like the first two or three rounds? Can you think of a tight end that's like 
came out and just like smashed or done anything that was worthy of like, okay, I need to start him every week. I can't, honestly, I can't think of one in the last two or three years. Cole Komet maybe, but that wasn't really much of anything. To, you know to just brag about but well he had no touchdown i, I think he had yeah, yeah. He, he, but he but it's like his his like everything else is his underlying metrics were really good but he just didn't have any touchdowns yeah so yeah he was okay but and i'm trying to Pat think Army last year was actually pretty decent rookie year he was he had seven touchdowns uh 16 yeah. catches and seven touchdowns so i think that was historically good for like a, a rookie tight yeah. end if, if i if i yeah. I remember correctly, but outside of that, I mean, we thought Mike Kosicki was going to be that. Oh, Evan Ingram, yeah, Evan man. Ingram was a good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so pretty much far in, in in between in terms of you know getting a tight end, a rookie tight end coming in and and doing something worthy of even starting in in your lineup. So just keep that in mind in the back of your head when you when you're looking at some of these tight ends. You know, just don't expect them to you know really smash and make your lineups. And, but best ball, I mean, you can draft a few of them and, you know, see what happens. Whatever happens, happens is, is best ball. But you want to make sure that you don't you're not drafting anybody that's giving you zero. So just just keep that in the back of your head. Dynasty wise, you can draft these guys and you can just, you know, park them and wait for them to do something and, you know, sell sell them off at a higher <laughs> at a higher cost <laughs> if you so fit. So, yeah, just don't be caught but, holding the bag. Don't be caught holding the bag. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's Ike from Off The Line Fantasy Football. I'm excited to announce that Destination Devi is partnering with Underdog Fantasy for the 2023 season. There's no better way to put your skills to the test against me and other top fantasy football analysts this offseason. But here's the best part. If you use promo code OTLFF when signing up, you'll get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. And if you deposit $10, you'll get access to strategize with us in the Destination Devi Discord. Now, why is this important? You get additional stats, additional tips, and much more to dominate your drafts. And plus, and you know, we got all the information. We got all of the EDU for you. So what are you waiting for? Head over to underdogfantasy.com, sign up, and let's make this season one for the books. All right, so let's go ahead and get into, you know, some underdog, underdog talk. I mean, like you, like everybody knows right now, we we have a partnership this, for this 2023 season with Underdog. So we're going to be doing a lot of content on, with Underdog. So you know, let's 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 dive in. Let's you know, let's dabble in some Underdog and, and you know, scratch our itch up until this the season starts. So let's go ahead and talk about some ADP changes within this last week since free agency started to you know to this current point. I go ahead and get us started with some of these people that we've seen that have risen over the last week. Well, the, the first two I want to talk about, they've risen at least 25 spots uh, over the last week. Or Rashad Penny, um, he's he's gone from pick 159. Now he's going up to going down to pick 114. So he's up 45 spots. Uh, now RB 37. Uh, you know, we we talked about this last week. I mean, the the Eagles the Eagles run game is is going to be a it's it, it's always it's always a positive. Um, being and being in the Eagles run game, and Rashad Penny is a is a better it's a better overall runner than than Miles Sanders uh, between the tackles runner. He can hit the home run as well. Maybe not give you as much as in the passing game that Miles Sanders can, but in in terms of him being in that offense, and they got him really really cheap. That's I mean he's RB thirty seven. I mean that's relatively that's that's still that's still pretty good pretty good um 
a pretty good ADP for him. I mean, that's well, I'd say that's relatively cheap. Um, but again, um, we talked about this last week. We do want to be cautious. He only has 600k guaranteed. Only 600k guaranteed. So they could draft a guy because if he, if, let's say they, because the Eagles had two first round picks, let's say they draft B. John Robinson in the first round. Let's say they draft Jameer Gibbs in the first round or some or one of those guys. That 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 value is going to plummet, and the likelihood of him being on the roster week one is 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 going to be in danger because they don't owe him anything, right? Six hundred k is 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 nothing. It's absolutely nothing. He may be a, uh, when it's all said and done. He may be a camp body. He might get cut before the season starts. So that's just one thing we need, really really need to keep in mind because Rashad Penny was a former first round pick and he was making a ton of money and now he's accepting 600k guarantee so that 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 is just keeping the back of your mind i know it's march and it was pretty early to talk about it but it, it's good to, to to look ahead uh for some of these things and then the other guy i just mentioned david montgomery he's up 26 spots and he's now rb 27 um you know that the, the lions the lions uh, landing spot is is awesome for him and we've seen how the lions coaches have seen deandre swift he's been he's been really really hurt over the last couple of years but you know when, when he's on the field he's an explosive playmaker but he he has lost snaps over the last couple of years especially on early downs and he's lost he lost a couple of snaps on third downs to justin jackson last year so david montgomery can offer a lot more than jamal williams did you know, i know jamal williams scored 17 touchdowns but a lot of those are like one yard <laughs> One yard out, one, two, three yards out. So, uh, but Jamal, uh, David Montgomery can give you more in the passing game, can give you more on third down. And so we'll see how much of it, how much it eats into DeAndre Swift's workload. But he's, you know, him being RB twenty seven and moving up. You know, a lot of people are seeing what we're what we're all thinking. And David Montgomery is a clear, clear upgrade uh, over Jamal Williams. Yeah, um, you know, with DeAndre Swift, you know, he's just one of these guys. You got to think about it. Like he's. We want him to be a bell cow or somebody again, 20 plus carries. Doesn't look like he's going to happen. 20 plus cut touches is not going to happen, which is fine because he's still being used as like a, you know, a back that can, you know, do special things in terms of, you know, the, the, the areas of where he gets his touches from third down or like passing down situations. And he's, you know, he's also going to get carries. He's one of those running backs that always bust. We saw time and time again last year where, bust a long run, get inside the five, and they subbed him out for Jamal Williams. So I don't see yeah. any problem with DeAndre Swift. Probably that the ADP, because I know he's going ahead of David Montgomery, I'm sure, is going to you know, equal out and then probably end up being around the same range. I don't see any problem with DeAndre Swift in terms of his usage because, I mean, he's a guy that's getting 12 to 15 touches. Like, that was Tony Pollard. That's some of these other you know, secondary backs that we like. We just got to have the expectation like DeAndre Swift isn't that guy that we think he is in terms of you know, handling a full workload. And on top of that, there's not even that many backs in the league that are even getting full workloads. And if they are, are they even doing anything with those? So we got to keep that Good in point. perspective when we talk when we talk about some of these running backs like DeAndre Swift. So but to your point, again, I, I mean, I like I like the move with David Montgomery. I'm that RB 27 is definitely going to move. You know, Rashad Penny, I like the move in terms of the Eagles. You see how the Eagles running game functions. So that if he's if he ends up being that that running back 
for the Eagles. I mean, this is wheels up, so you're getting them, you know, pretty cheap. So I don't see any, I don't see anything wrong with you know taking a chance and you know taking Penny at one fourteen RB thirty seven. You're not really losing anything. That's pretty. That's pretty deep in the draft. So uh, I like those. That's like double digits. Also, do double digits. Colt double digit rounds, I believe. Or yeah, it's like around like round nine. Round nine. Yeah, I think it's appropriate ADP for him right now. Right now, round nine, nine, round ten, somewhere around there. So it's fine. I don't have no problem with that. Some other people, well, the next three people we want to talk about, they're all for the Panthers. Miles mm. uh, Sanders, who who ends up re- who's signing there for a three year deal. So you know he's locked in. You got te- uh, Terrace Marshall, and you got Adam Thielen. Uh, at Miles Sanders has moved up sixteen spots from ninety four to seventy eight, RB twenty four now. So he's probably he is going to be the guy there. So I imagine that that RB twenty four is probably going to move up even higher as we get. You know, closer and closer to the season. I mean, I like I like it a lot. I like this move a lot. Uh, we saw last year when you you know give him, you know, give him some some touches. He can do some with it. And this Panthers O line was pretty good last year, as you saw with uh, Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, C Mac when he was there. They all did they all did damage, man. And this is a pretty young group, so yeah. I can only I mean I only see good things with with Miles Sanders for sure. He'll be the goal line back. They don't really touch. Chuba, uh, Chuba Hubbard that much, even when he was healthy with Deontay Foreman, you, they used him sparingly, and it wasn't even even on third downs, it was even used sparingly. So I like his prospects in this offense. Terrence Marshall, uh, he's moved down, uh, moved up 15 spots, uh, up to uh, 176 overall. He's wide receiver 76. Uh, you, you know, this was in the prospect of before they even signed Adam Thielen that he was probably going to be the guy, but you know, with Adam Thielen coming to the mix, I mean, he's going to be potentially fighting for number one targets, but I think both of these guys can equally, you know, eat and 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 produce, you know, produce at a good level for your your fantasy rosters uh, in underdog. And then Adam Thielen, uh, him getting moved, he's actually moved up uh, moved up 15 spots to 156 overall. He's wide receiver 70, so uh, really, things are really moving cheap. quick for Adam Thielen. Yeah, real yeah. cheap for for both these wide receivers. The number one and number two wide receivers in that Panthers offense. CJ Stroud's so, gonna be throwing to them. CJ Stroud's gonna be throwing <laughs> to them. And then we we heard we uh, Ohio State's pro day was today, and CJ Stroud looked impressive. Did you see what uh Josh McCown said to him at the end when they mm. videoed him? Mm. He's like, Hey man, we can uh basically saying something we can find you a spot, uh, help you find a spot in, in Carolina. And he even mentioned about we can find find you know, find a court to go hoop at. Uh, once you get settled down there, and at the end, CJ was like, "Yeah, I'm, and I'm gonna take your money," and then they w- kind of walked out. So, uh, I mean, Is take that, that as you want. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> take that as you want. If 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 it sounds like that, he's locked in there. I know. Even tonight, I think tonight before Alabama's pro, pro day on Thursday, um, they're supposed to be meeting. All of them are supposed to be meeting with uh, with Bryce Young, have dinner with him. You know, talk talk through what they potentially want with him. So it's interesting, man. It's a lot of smoke screens, but, you know, go ahead. Yeah, just another note about Ohio State's Pro Day. Um, Obviously, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Harvin Marison Jr. You can't can't say his name directly. You can't say his name. Those those are the rules. You can't do that. Uh, They said he looked like a mutant out there. (laughs) A mutant? They said said he looked like a mutant out there. That's That's what I heard. That's what I heard. 
Um, there was a there was a tweet from Albert Breer earlier. He said some early reactions I gathered from NFL coaches and personnel guys were at the Ohio State Pro Day on wide receiver Harvin Marison Jr. Quote, incredible, end quote. Quote, really impressive, end quote. Quote, unfortunately not draft eligible, end quote. Quote, he looked like a dude, end quote. Quote, LOL, end quote. <laughs> that was it. It was the LOL for me, man. It was the LOL for me. Uh, yeah. But there's nothing I, I can't really- wait. I I can't wait. It's going to be like his his pro day, his uh, athletic testing is going to break the Internet. It's going to it's not only going to break Twitter, it's going to break every single Internet service you have. What we're going to see from Marvin Harrison or sorry, Harvin Marison Jr. in 2024 or in 2020 for the 2023 season and going in the 2024 draft draft season is just going to be nothing short of. Otherworldly. I don't know how many other ways to describe this. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Buckle up, can't wait. Uh, but I just wanted to, you know, to kind of touch touch back and circle back on the Ohio State Pro Day. Um, but just kind of rounding out some of the players that have risen uh, within the last week. We got Jake Ferguson, Dallas Cowboys tight end, um, from pick two twenty five all the way down to pick two oh seven. So he's up eighteen spots. He's now tight end twenty eight. Again, relatively cheap. One of those late round dart throws. Now that Dalton Schultz is his 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 role has been defined, he is no longer a cowboy. Now this gives Jake Ferguson, who they like, uh, a clear path to, to to be the starting tight end for the Cowboys. And he did some pretty good things last year, um, whenever in, in spot duty, um, you know, getting some getting getting some yak on on a, on a few catches, kind of showing what he can do after the catch. So uh, I, I'm you know, I'm kind of excited to kind of see him. You know, go into that 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 top tight end role, and then another, and then from one tight end to another, we got Jawan Johnson, tight end from the Saints. He's a stud. Uh, pick one seventy five, now down to pick one sixty two, so he's up thirteen spots. He's now tight end seventeen, so he's you know he's creeping up to that tight end one range. And um, I know with Derek Carr being in New Orleans, he's he likes to he likes to throw to the tight end a lot. Uh, he likes to target his tight end a lot, so Jawan Johnson's going to get a lot of targets um, in that Saints offense this year. So that's um, those 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 two guys I wanted to, I wanted to highlight really quick. It'll be a crapshoot to figure out who the Cowboys' tight end starting tight end is going to be, but I mean I, I believe all all uh, signs are pointing to Ferguson um, because usually he was the second one in line when if there was two tight ends, since it was usually Ferguson out there, so. I think that's a good spot again for if you're trying to go late round tight ends. This could be one of those tight ends that you can you shoot for. Either one of them, this one or Jawan Johnson. Uh, you know, Jawan signed a two year deal. You know, Derek Carr likes tar- targeting tight ends. So, and Jawan, we saw how good he was last year. So, um, it should be a good fantasy output potentially for for him in this Saints offense with a new quarterback. And then the the other two that we want to touch on is. Baker Baker Metfield. You want to you know, touch on him? I don't. <laughs> yeah, he's moved up 13 spots. He's starting quarterback for the for the Bucks. I mean, if you want to draft him, draft him. Yeah. And then Jimmy G, he's moved up 11 spots to 170. QB 27, another person. If you want to draft him, draft him. He's a body. So don't, don't know what the Raiders, honestly don't know what the Raiders are doing from a team building perspective. Um, are y'all mm-hmm. trying to suck or not? Like, I mean, you're in a division. <laughs> 
are y'all are in a division that uh you know you you have the Chiefs, you got the Chargers. You're like you're not gonna you're not gonna compete, right? So why are you making moves and you're giving yourself this false illusion that you're gonna compete? I I don't know, man. It's you trade Darren Waller, which is which was an okay move, right? You I mean you you, you trade him and but I, I don't know I don't know what they're trying to do over there in, in Las Vegas, but lose. They, That's what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're, they will be doing a lot of that because they they just can't <laughs> they just can't compete in, in that division. But from players that have risen, we need to go to players that have fallen um, over the last week. Um, and let's let's start with DeAndre Swift, who we t- just talked about. He's fallen 13 spots from pick 55 to pick 68. He is now RB 19. So you know, David Montgomery is. Closing that gap, I would imagine over the next week or the next week or two, they should probably be closer together. They'll probably be both in the RB 20, 20, 20-ish range, um, you know, at least by the end of this month. I think the way things are trending, um, you know, the, it's, it's really simple. DeAndre Swift has not been healthy the last two years, and now the Lions have signed a guy that has – been you know been a pretty good three down back when he's on the field when he's healthy i know david montgomery has had his health issues in the past but he he definitely offers a lot more than jamal williams so we'll we'll see how they're how if their adps continue to 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 go in the in in the same direction and then we got alvin Kamara. he's down nine spots from pick 93 to pick 102 so he's now rb 33 this is basically the suspension that's more than likely going to come down. Um, but if for some strange reason he does not get suspended and you got Alvin Kamara at RB33, whew, yeah, whatever whatever team you got him on, I'm sure you drafted a lot of, you know, a lot of capable backs early on, maybe two or three capable backs. You get an RB1 at pick 33, that that or RB33. Man, that's going to be a huge boost um to your to your best ball squads. So those are a couple of guys I wanted to touch on for 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 followers. Yeah, that Alvin Kamara would be a smash if it happens. Yes, yes. Some some other followers that we want to talk on, Elijah Moore. Obviously, this is pre him getting getting traded. We've seen him fall from one hundred nine to one fifteen. He is now wide receiver fifty four. He'll probably rise a little bit, you know, being attached to Deshaun Watson. Better situation for him, better quarterback. So we, we should see him come back up, creep up a little bit. So if you can get him now, you believe in the offense, stack it up. You know, you're getting him for cheap. You can get the whole offense for cheap. Honestly, I think Cooper Cooper is probably getting him probably around the range of the 80 to 100 range. So I haven't looked for to confirm that, but he, I know he's going to be going to be cheap also. So um, who else? Allen Robinson. He's in the 200s. He's two, he dropped from 209 to 216. He's looking to get traded. Clearly, nobody wants to trade for him, or <laughs> or not at the price that, or at the price that that the Rams are looking for. And with that contract, so I wouldn't touch him till you get more clarity on that. But I mean, 216 that's free. I mean, that's nothing. So yeah, 216 is around the range. Dark road in your draft. Yeah, that's around the range of like Hunter, uh, James Robinson. You know, Chuba Hubbard, Tyler Conklin, Darius Slayton, Nicole Hardman. So, I mean, that's pretty dumpster <laughs> down yeah, there. That That is dumpster diving. 
Definitely. The last one I want to talk about is Matt Stafford, L.A. Rams quarterback, dropping from 148 to 157, quarterback 24. I mean, again, he's a he's a person that we just saw two years ago throw over 5,000 yards, easy, or a healthy touchdowns. Cooper Cup. Yeah, with a healthy Cooper Cup, 40 touchdowns. So you're getting a, a pretty good quarterback for very cheap. Now we've seen – I've seen the defensive – uh, roster depth chart for the Rams outside of Aaron Donald. It's like pick whoever you want from your local grocery store. So mm-hmm. I, you expect this offense to you know be on the field a lot, trying to catch up from being down because their defense is probably not going to stop. You know your 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 baby nephew from scoring. So exactly, uh, this is a court. This would be a quarterback. You know, towards the end of your draft, I would be looking to get for sure because. Like I said, that defense is not going to be good at all, and they don't got draft picks. So, yep, yeah, especially if you, have, be, if you have if you have Cooper Cup um, as if you have like a, a top four type pick, Cooper Cup, you mean you can you can you can do a lot worse than than, than Cooper Cup in the first five. Just make sure you get yeah. Matthew Stafford late in the draft because you know you're, he he's going to be attainable. That stack is going to be attainable uh, in, yeah. in in best ball. Like there there's just no there's just no doubt about that, right? So. Yeah, um, and then if they somehow hold on to Allen Robinson, and I mean these are the these these are the times where you just take advantage of these of these opportunities when when people are super dirt cheap because you know if if the Rams don't draft anybody anybody worth a damn at wide receiver to to pair with Cooper Cup and they just keep Allen Robinson and they see if they can you know make it work, I mean look it's it's Cup it's Allen Robinson and it's Stafford that's where that's where the passing game is going to go through. And if you have those guys in best ball, it's wheels up. It's wheels up. Oh, and Tyler Higby, somebody and that he peppered with targets. Tyler Higby as well. Tyler Higby as well. He's the probably light, going light round tight end. Is he a top? Is he going? In the, is he in the tight end 12 range or? I think he's, well, let me he's see, probably let me see where he's, he's going probably right the now. cusp of the, of the tight end one range. Let's see where he's going right now. Tyler Higby, he is one seventy three overall, tight end nineteen. Ooh. So another late round guy. So I mean, you could get that stack for pretty cheap if you Man. believe. And then Van Jefferson, if you want to dabble in that, he's wide receiver eighty six, going at uh, overall one ninety eight. So the Ram stack could be definitely attainable. You could get like three or four of those guys <laughs> if you really wanted to. Oh, I forgot about Van Jefferson. He's the perfect best yep. ball receiver because he's a you know field stretcher. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. that yeah that Rams the, the Ram stacks are very attainable. I would yeah. definitely look to 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 be targeting some Rams, especially if you if you can do it. If you start your team off with Cooper Cup, I think the idea one of the ideas should be you know getting Matthew Stafford as your as your probably third quarterback if you want to do a you know like a three six eight three build or something along those lines. All right, real quick before we end the show, I know we've been talking a lot about Underdog, how uh, Destination Dev, we were being, we have a partnership with with Underdog this 23 season. And we've been dabbling in drafts. I know a lot of the other guys that are on this network have been doing a lot of drafts. Ike, what is a couple of things that you've you kind of noticed when you've been drafting so far? Uh, I know wide, wide receivers go quickly. Um, wide receivers Bruh. go pretty fast. And Bruh. you'll have to... You know, if you if it's let's say you go quarterback early or you know quarterback in you know the first couple of rounds or maybe like round three or round four, like a 
uh, Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields. You got to make sure you get like a couple of wide receivers in there because, you know, those those wide receivers start drying up really, really quickly by like the sixth, seventh round. Because um, I think last year, the sixth, seventh round, you, there was a lot of gems still remaining. But uh, you have you have more uncertainty this time around, especially you start seeing rookies um, in that range. And when you start seeing rookies, it means like the, you know, the, the, the real good guys that you want, like the, the elite guys. There, there's still some elite guys that are available like around three, around four, but they go a little bit quicker. And then conversely, running back depth is great. <laughs> you can get yeah. <laughs> you can get really, really good running backs. Uh, like if you have like a, you know, if you if you do like a three, seven, seven, three build or a three, six, eight, three build, like five out of your six running backs, which will just be super strong. Like we talked about Alvin Kamara earlier. I, I have him in a build uh, with. With um, with Kenneth Walker, Rashad White, um, and uh, I believe DeAndre Swift. So yeah, I have and Alvin Kamara is like my RB four, and then I think I have like a couple of rookies like to kind of backdoor them. But yeah, uh, you can you can have really really strong running back builds um, if you if you play your cards right. And plus, um, as it pertains to the rookie running backs, yeah, those are guys that are going pretty pretty late. You know, you have Ty J Spears, Ty, Ty J Spears going late, Sean Tucker going late, Chase Brown going late, Kendra Miller going late. So if you get a couple of those guys on your team and the, the draft capital is is, uh, is 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 ideal for any of those guys, then you can add that to your strong running back build and then you can just dominate um, for your, your best ball team can be real dominant. So um, those are a couple of things that I spotted. Just, you know, you can have really strong running back builds and then wide receiver drives up pretty quickly. Just a couple of things that I've kind of noticed. I'm, I'm right now. I'm in the middle of a slow draft. I've done one fast draft, but uh, like you said, wide receivers. I mean, I've I've been seeing eight to nine wide receivers go in that first round, like just automatic. Like you'll get your Travis Kelsey go in the first round. You'll get JT and you'll get C Mac, and then everything else is wide receiver generally. And then that second round, heavy wide receiver. But you'll start. You're gonna see Bijan go. You're gonna see Saquon go in that second round. Uh, but why Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts? Yep, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. No, what's funny? So the slow draft I'm in right now, Jalen Hurts actually went at the top of the third. It was just Mahomes and Josh Allen. I was the one that drafted Josh Allen. I'm drafting from the sixth spot. I went with the Diggs Allen stack. So I was just like, let me just let me not even play around with this this uh, this first slow draft. So I wanted to get that stack out the way. In this that slow draft, I'm not really like the person that got Mahomes. He didn't he. He got Travis Kelsey in the first. He got back backdoor with Mahomes in the second. So he did that right. But the Jalen Hurts guy, he he didn't he didn't get AJ Brown. He he had the first pick, so he took Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, and Jalen Hurts, which is pretty nasty start. Yeah, um, that's, that's a pretty good. So start. can't argue yeah, with that. So maybe another, he'll maybe yeah. he'll stack uh, him with Dallas Goddard later on. But hopefully Dallas Goddard or or maybe uh, D Smitty. Nope, Smitty went in the middle of the second, so he can't do that. So Goddard would have to be the person. Nope. Yep. Um, an, another thing that I've noticed that in the in the fast draft and other people that have been doing drafts in the Discord that have been sharing their their rosters. So if you haven't uh, already locked up, uh, if you haven't signed up for Underdog and you're looking to sign up, do that with uh, using our code, and you can get into to the. Uh, the all gas discord and you'll be seeing people you know talking about their builds and what their strategy was and things of that nature but uh, another thing i've been noticing is the stacks people are really trying to make sure that they stack if they get 
one of those top passing options in the offense. They want to make sure they want to get one of those top quarterbacks because um, I know the next episode will will we might even do a draft, but we'll be talking nothing but underdog. One of the things I've um, you know in the Discord, one of the people uh, Dynasty Barry, a very smart, sharp, analytical guy, he had a chart showing like the the scoring differences once you get between like certain levels of quarterbacks. So QB one, the QB four scores like 26% points more than QB five through eight. And, and just kind of cascades down. Um, we'll be talking about that chart and other, other things that we're kind of using to, to draft our teams, but people are not playing around with those like top four, top five quarterbacks they are getting them like quickly because that, that drop off, when you see that, when you start seeing the, the breakdown of how much more scoring comes from like your top four or your top eight, and then you get down to your, you know, nine through 12 and uh, 13 through 16, you'll see the dramatic shift in terms of points that those, those quarterbacks that fall in that range uh, a lot. And you'll be wanting to, you know, lock in one of those, you know, those, those must have quarterbacks before anything else. Otherwise you're going to be asked out like uh, Martin, uh, <laughs> said to Gina, so I'm gonna be asked out, baby. I'm gonna be asked out. <laughs> I ain't got no, I don't got no funds, baby. I'm asked out, <laughs> so definitely don't want to play around at the quarterback position uh, when you're in these under underdog drafts. So that's the other thing I wanted to point out as I've been seeing it so far this early in the season. So yeah, we're gonna do one. That we're is it. We're gonna do a draft next week, man. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll man. Next week. Yeah, I am. I'm excited for that. So. That is the end of the show. I appreciate y'all, you know, tapping in with us. Hopefully y'all, you know, gain some interesting knowledge from us. You know, just anything that we, we said, hopefully you, you know, you can take that and, you know, put that into practice as you're trying to attack these underdog drafts or your rookie drafts or any type of draft that you got going on uh, throughout this off season. So, Ike, you have anything before we get up out of here? No, well, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We're looking forward to bringing you some, uh, you know, some some underdog content throughout the off season. Um, as Gene said, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, you know locked in with with underdog strategy and any kind of underdog talk, man. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool off season and it's gonna be a cool twenty twenty three season. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So make sure everybody make sure y'all tap into that all gas newsletter that we drop every Friday at seven a.m. Just go tap into the the Destination Devi Twitter, and then we always post a link. If you're not subscribed, also subscribe to that. You know, look out for that. You can follow our main Twitter page at Off the Line FF. You can follow me on Twitter at Fancy Genes. That's G E N E S. And Ike, you can follow him at Just underscore Ike Nine. Until then, y'all be safe. Keep tapping into these these pro days. They're they're very interesting to see everything that's happening. I mean, even we saw the Cam Newton. You know, he was on Twitter the other day when he did the, the uh, Auburn Pro Day. You hear him talk, talking his ish or whatnot, thinking that he's he should be starting. I don't know about that one. But, you know, I don't, hey, I don't mind the hustle. Hey, put, some, put, put some respect on Killer Cam, man. Super, super hey, Cam. Man, I, hey, man. Ain't, Killer Cam was. There ain't 32 quarterbacks better than him. That's what he said. <laughs> so you got to believe that what he said. There may be 22. There may be 12. There may be 15. There may be 20. Ain't 32 better than Cam Newton. And he look to an extent he's right because we see a lot of bums getting jobs, man. Every mm. single year, we see a lot of bums. Or they're at least, or they're at least on the roster to get a chance because somebody's gonna get hurt. So yeah, yeah. So he, he, let's he, get on the let's does, get on the roster, Cam. He does have a point. Yeah. He does have a point. A little he bit does have point. a point. But until then, 
you know, tap in with us next week as we do a live underdog underdog draft on here so we can talk some strategy and some things that we're we're noticing and seeing. So y'all be safe. Peace out.